You're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. Well, some better news uh, on Casey Rogers, the Jets' defensive coordinator, as you hear there from Sue, as uh, it's not a bad last week, and, and who knows exactly what the situation will end up being here, but uh, Todd Bowles called it a serious illness, and, and Casey Rogers was unable to coach this past Sunday, uh, but uh, good he was able to be in the facility, I'm, I'm sure uh, it's a positive for him to be around the guys again, and uh, there's a small chance that he can rejoin the team on Sunday uh, for the Colts, but uh, more significantly, uh, New York Post reporting that uh, Rodgers underwent some unspecified tests and is awaiting for the results to come back next week. Uh, but, you know, good at the very least uh, is around the team. You certainly uh, hope for the best in that situation. And, you know, I, I thought it was interesting, you know, the Jets, especially on defense, they clearly rallied around their uh, defensive coordinator. And that's emotional. You lose your coach to uh, a physical issues, sickness, whatever it might be. We don't know the specifics. But, um, you know, Jamal Adams uh, apparently made a speech to the team, and he hasn't wanted to talk about it a whole lot. But yeah, it's something that we have seen football teams feed off of uh, before. And, and, in fact, Probably the best example you're going to have is against the team the Jets are going to be facing this week, and Chuck Pagano, who you know had a leave of absence for a while, he's fighting cancer when he was the head coach of the Colts. Remember, Bruce Arians took over, and you know that team really rallied over the course of that season. Um, so you know, uh, again, you you hope for the best and. Uh, that uh, that Rodgers be back there on the sidelines sometime soon. Yeah, you know, another parallel that you could draw between the Jets and the Colts, uh, who the Jets will be facing on Sundays, is just the quarterback situation. A little bit of a reminder that the quarterback isn't everything. It's a huge piece of the puzzle, the biggest piece, but it's not the whole thing. It's not a one-piece puzzle. And Andrew Luck, unfortunately, has kind of become the face of that in Indianapolis, where... Uh, they just could not put a decent team around him. He basically LeBroned that team to the AFC Championship game a few years back. That was the Deflategate game, and they got uh, the doors blown off of them there. But Luck was able to carry that team. He was unbelievable. And he's had some shoulder issues, and maybe that's limiting him thus far this season, but it's also the fact that they just don't have enough talent around him, that that defense hasn't played up yet, that he doesn't have the playmakers there. He's got a T.Y. Hilton, but Hilton missed last week, uh, questionable to be able to play on Sunday, which would be a big break for the Jets to not have to go against him. But as writer Sam Darnold develops into that franchise quarterback, that can't be the be-all, end-all. And I think you've seen that with this Colts team this year that even with new power in place around Andrew Luck, they still have really failed him in that organization. And the Colts have played some tight games, but you know, they're still sitting on just one win thus far this year. And you know, as far as the Jets go, uh, you know, you see that there is some talent around Sam Darnold. They are not a playoff team yet. They can take another step, though, in the development of the whole team this weekend if they can actually 
handle prosperity, come off a win, an emotional win, uh, a thorough win this past weekend against the Broncos, and do it again. And they just haven't been able to do that over the years. But this is a chance for them to do just that against the Colts team. Again, it's right for the picking here. So, you know, that's the challenge for the Jets. But you saw on Sunday, they have some talent there. They just have to put it all together. That offensive line played a tremendous game on Sunday. Are they capable of doing that a second week in a row? Leonard Williams, huge game, racking up sacks, pressure on the quarterback. Is he able to do that two weeks in a row? Secondary, did the job even without Tremaine Johnson. Can you follow that up and do it again? They hit some big plays. Sam Darnold to Robbie Anderson a couple of times. Uh, you know, These are the things that, yeah, it's great to prove you could do it. And it was eye-opening against Detroit in the opener. And it's eye-opening this past Sunday against the Denver Broncos. But until you can string things together, it's not really a quality of your team. Ah, the Jets, they're a team that can play really well. well. That doesn't get you very far in the NFL. It's nice to have a ceiling, but you got to have a level of consistency. And this has been an issue for the Jets going back to the Rex Ryan years. They're constantly up and down and up and down and very little consistency week to week. And that's something that you'd like to see settle and change here. You have an even-keeled head coach, at least publicly, in Todd Bowles. About as even-keeled as you could possibly be. But that hasn't transpired to consistent play. And that's what you need to see uh, from the Jets here, especially if they're going to take advantage of what Sam Donald can give them over the years. And it's not about this year. It's about putting the building blocks and the foundation in place so you can build on Sam Donald and make sure that you're not wasting his prime like Andrew Luck might very well be wasting his in Indianapolis. Uh, interesting conversation with former Mets manager Bobby Valentine earlier tonight. Gave some thoughts on uh, some of the moves Aaron Boone made over the last couple of nights and uh, just you know, how much pressure there is. You go from... Even managing in the regular season to then, boom, postseason game. The microscope is on you. You have a thousand moves to make in a given game. And it seems like more moves than you ever would in a regular season game. And you know, how uh, how managers handle that. So uh, Bobby Valentine will have that for you when we come back. We'll get into some oddities uh, after that, including uh, Dom Smith showing up for a, a softball game in, in New York uh, and, and what how he did. Uh, it's all coming up. Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. It's the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on 710 WOR. Well, yesterday, a certain Mets first baseman showed up for a local softball game, took some hacks. Let's find out about that as we welcome on right now one of the stars of New York City's social softball scene. His press kit says he is the eight-time MVP of Fiveboro Softball and included 443 pictures of him flexing in a sleeveless neon T-shirt. It's his uh, Chris Luther. What's up, Chris? Hey, not much. I think you gave me those MVP trophies. You were commissioner at the time. Oh, oh maybe one of them. Uh, and maybe even half of one uh, with that. But uh, Chris is a buddy of mine. But last night, so you're playing softball at DeWitt Clinton, and then Dom Smith shows up? 
Yeah, well, earlier in the day, about uh, 1 o'clock, we get an email from the league, which is uh, York Hill Sports, and they say uh, Dom Smith is going to be showing up. And we think it's just going to be him, you know, coming over, taking some selfies, saying hey. But he came over and he said, can I borrow a glove? I want to play. Hmm. Where do so, you play? So like that's, well, he, there's, you know, you've been uh, doing Clinton. There's three games going on at once, which yeah. is pretty dangerous. But he uh, went over to another game first, which is a modified pitch game. I heard he hit home run over there. I don't know for sure. I heard he hit a home run. But in our game, he comes back over and he says, hey, put me in the field. And it's Ray's getting a starting. And I don't want to, like, change the game too much by adding a major leaguer. So as the good manager I am, I put him in right field. And uh, second batter up, crushes one over his head. Oh, no. So Dom- Did he have a chance? Should he have made the play? He just didn't scout the player, man. He just hit it <laughs> over his head. You just Dom Smith running across the field into another game. But he did launch once for this ball I've ever seen thrown. But uh, then he comes back over, and it's, we're at the bottom of the lineup, so I say, hey, let's lead off with him. Let's put him in the lineup. And uh, he goes, he gets up. We're all, I'm telling the guys on the team, like, I don't know if we should count it when he hits the home run. I didn't say if. I was like, when he hits the home run. Swings, easy grounder to first. Uh. And we're like, ah. Oh. And then the ump goes, well, that's one out. And I'm like, wait, whoa, I was going to count it. So, like, now I'm arguing with the ump that a major league player shouldn't count for our outs on our team. <laughs> Good luck. I like the fact agree. that you, you know, you didn't want to put him in the field where he could make too much of a difference. But you're like, oh, yeah, lead off the inning, though. Do what you do best <laughs> to start things off. That's fair. Hey, we don't have a lot of left-handed bats on the team, so we had to throw them in there. Come on. Okay, you got to play so the we, platoon advantages. I know you're, uh, you know, you're all into the analytics there, uh, managing the softball games. But you know, what was the experience? How, how was? Yeah, Dom's a personable guy. You have a, a good time well, with you guys. I didn't say the second part of that. We just oh. let him hit again. Oh, you did. So then he grounds the second. <laughs> Softball's tough for these guys. He like he it was a twenty-seven ounce bat. As a, pitch going like 10 miles per hour he didn't know what to do with himself yeah no no i've 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 played with former pitchers before they can hit but the former position players they don't want any part of the softball games because it's too different and they know they're expected to be awesome and uh anything short of that is is someone telling stories about them on the radio you know yeah exactly not like i'm gonna tag him on instagram and (laughs) he's gonna be like really tell that story on instagram of all the stories by the way he uh he responded i posted about this on instagram and i tagged him and by the way, follow me at Chris Can't Lose. Um, and uh, he just put hashtag didn't want to hurt anybody. Okay, okay, so, she's taking it easy. Yeah, he didn't want to, he wouldn't hurt anybody. Plus, didn't want to hurt himself. It's that turf, which is not the best turf in the world. No, no. But yeah, he had a good time. You guys had a good time with him. Had a great time. He's a super nice guy. He was really hopeful about the next season. Um, one of the, one of our guys said You're, he's like a like a post hype sleeper for next season. And he really liked that. He's like, that's exactly what I'm going to be. Going to come up strong. People, you know, the hype's kind of fading away a little bit, but he's working out hard, playing hard, and he was just really hopeful. All right. No, that's fun. That's a cool thing. So, Dom Smith playing uh, some softball there at DeWitt Clinton uh, last night. Took some hacks. We'll, we'll give him a one for three. Maybe a home run. Definitely a, a couple of ground outs. But, uh, Chris Luther, appreciate you coming on. And I'll I'll even give your uh, Instagram again. What At Chris Can't Lose. Oh, thank you, Pete. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Eight-time MVP. I introduced, I introduced Pete to his wife, everybody. Come on. He can give me an Instagram. What is that? 
Did I introduce you to your wife? You did. You did. You did. He's at our wedding. Good man, Chris Luther. And uh, <laughs> thanks for the time, bud. Um, one of the stars of New York City's social softball scene. That, that's, that was a big get. Uh, but that's fun. Dom Smith, uh, you know, making some things happen, making the rounds, playing some softball games, and, and having a good time uh, as far as that goes. Hitting, then, hitting as well and playing as well in the outfield uh, there as well. I, I guess. <laughs> it, it sounded like, you know... It, I feel like it's maybe the manager up to him to give the scouting report that, hey, this guy can hit. You might want to take a couple of steps back. So I don't know. I'm going to blame Chris on that. But uh, we got producer Ray in today. Go over some oddities beyond Dom Smith and the goings on of DeWitt Clinton. What's good, Ray? Oh, we got some sports one. We got some non sports one. Uh, what do you want to start off? A little sports one? You start it up, baby. All right. Uh, do you remember uh, Udonis Haslam? The basketball player. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, apparently he's still active. Uh, he uh, averaged less than a point last year in 14 appearances uh, for the Miami Heat. Uh, he's suing a uh, Florida animal hospital. A little unfortunate uh, event here. One of its doctors, uh, he has a prized show dog. His show dog name is Juice. Okay. Well, back in May, according to the lawsuit, Juice swallowed a rope. All right. Mm-hmm. Show dog, expensive dog. Uh, no other context is given, but Haslam arranged for the dog to be treated at a hospital, a great specialty hospital in Cooper City, Florida. And uh, the doctor removed the rope, and while he was at it, he also um, castrated the dog. Is that not supposed to happen? Well, it's a prize dog, and it's a breeding dog. So, uh, needless to say, uh, this dog will be not doing any more breeding. And apparently, this uh, breed of dog, according to lawsuit, uh Offspring can uh, can get you as much as four to five thousand dollars and up per offspring. And uh, needless to say, uh, Juice Junior will not be coming along. And I thought that was kind of an appropriate name for uh, our good buddy that uh, shall no longer be uh, yeah, 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 passing yeah. on. Uh, you know, some of the uh... <laughs> he lost his mojo. Oh, he lost uh, more than that. Let's <laughs> mm-hmm. just say. Uh, do you remember our good buddies uh, Mario and Pemba and Rod Allen on the uh, Detroit Tigers broadcast? Yeah, well, they they had the big fight. Yeah, they, had, this they year. were they were suspended. Are you looking forward to see them back next year? Uh, are they going to be back after no, that not. fight? So don't, it's not happening. A little update from so September. They're both 4th. gone, not just one of them. They are both gone. Well, one officially gone, and one is a, in the process of a buyout. Did after. we ever find out exactly what chair well was we, involved? We here? Don't was know. it like a recliner? Something really comfortable? What what exactly? Because these guys were were fighting over we a chair. We do have a little update on oh, that there, okay. and, and apparently, what the Give issue is. Apparently, uh, well, I can't give any more juice, uh, but uh, uh, apparently what it was is uh, Mario, uh, not Mario, but uh, Allen, Mr. Allen, which was, uh, what was his first name? Rod Allen, I guess, has a back problem. Mm-hmm. So at some point, they had gotten on some kind of nerves, and there was a 43-second blackout when Impemba irked because Allen was looking at emails. Impemba kind of left, and I guess they both walked out of the booth for a second and came back in, and one of them stopped talking. So when Allen walked back out, uh and Pemba just didn't care and just sat down in one of three chairs. Now, I guess Alan has a back issue, so mm-hmm. he needs a sturdy chair. Okay. And I guess Alan walked back in and Pemba just didn't care one bit. And he's like, well, you know, I kind of need that chair. And Pemba's like, I really don't care. And, oh, you really don't care. And they got into a little argument over that. And it's... Uh, and that escalated quickly, as they said. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How far? Did, like, did, were they throwing punches at each other? Did it reach that point? Because they they were separated. Like, they didn't even fly on the same flights back home, and then they didn't work together for the yeah. rest of the year. And that was it. Uh, I guess they. I guess the chairs were flipped, and then that was kind of the whole thing. They turned the one over that he would have used, and mm. one thing led to another, and it got worse and worse. Imagine, so. you know, those 
play-by-play jobs in baseball are like pretty hard to come <laughs> hard by. To get, you, yeah, you, know. you work your whole life to get into one of those seats, and then <laughs> over that seat you are losing your gig, and uh, boy, okay. All right, uh, this happened over the weekend. Do you like it when, when uh, no matter whether it's Fox or T, uh, TBS, when they interview the manager during the, uh, during, during the, during the game? Mm-hmm. You like that? Do I like it? No, it's a waste of time. No. Do you think the managers like it? Do you think they might have something else they need to do during that time? Probably not, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they don't enjoy it. Well, There's not much to do in the fourth inning. Thank goodness to the internet and anyone who still has the satellites and a back feed. We found out uh, what Terry Francona was doing right before Hazel May went for the interview. Terry Francona was getting set to do the interview, and Hazel May ran down there, and there's actually a screenshot of it uh, from the back hall that uh, he was running up the stairs and, you know, zipping up. Uh, he had he had gone to pay. Hold on, Hazel, I'm a beat. That's quick. Uh, but, so that was on live TV? No, that was on the, anyone who had it, like, on the satellite, if you get, like, the back hall, if you're watching one of those, you know, one of those big old dishes they used to have in the backyard, and uh-huh. somebody on the internet caught that, uh, if you were, if you caught it, the raw feed of it, and it went out over, uh, over uh, some certain place, and we and we caught uh, that uh, Terry Francona was a little bit late coming back. Yeah, those, a little business to do. Those raw feeds. I used to see the raw feeds when I worked at MLB.com, and you 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 do occasionally get some different views than you do in the <laughs> standard telecast when they are uh, they are away. But well, uh, you nothing know. quite like that. Nope. But uh, we knew Terry Francona was a little busy, uh, but he made it in time for the interview and uh, and got it done. So uh, business was uh, completely done, ready to roll. And that's all I got for the sports side of it. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, bring, in, bring in the oddities to the table. A little juice. <laughs> and there's no more juice, unfortunately. No more juice. All right. 800-321-0710. Take a quick break. Uh, close things out. Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR.